This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. Remember the scripture talks about the the woman, the Syrophoenician woman that came to Jesus and said that her daughter, her daughter needed healing. And Jesus said, it's not for me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Two things he was saying there. And this is something we need to get. Two things he was saying. Number one, healing is not promised to anybody outside of the body. They don't have a right to it. Did you catch that? Anybody outside of the body of Christ, healing is not a promise to them. It is not their right that God has to heal them. Second important thing Jesus was saying in there when he said it's the children's bread he was saying that that is a part of the children's covenant so then healing is not a promise healing is a fact oh boy wait a minute give me that again okay Healing to the body of Christ is not a promise. Jesus never promised you healing. By his stripes, you are healed. Can you see that? It is not a promise that I got to go into the word, find it, and then keep confessing it. Keep confessing it. Keep confessing it. Keep confessing it until I get it. No, it's already accomplished. Healing is a fact to the body of Christ. And in the same vein, provision, prosperity is not a promise. It's a fact. I say it's a fact. You remember the scripture that talks about the fact that Jesus said that he became poor that you might be rich. Now rich doesn't mean millionaire. It means a full supply. It means provision. He would provide your provision. Matthew 6 talks about it. Your provision has been 
provided. It's not something you got to believe in. Oh, come on now. See, that's where we missed it. See, we missed it trying to get it. See, we, we, we trying to get it. We trying to get the provision. We trying to get the healing. When they're both facts. I don't have to believe for a fact. All I got to do is know it. Whoa, wait a minute. All I got to do is know it, see? I just got to know the fact. This is a fact. Glory to God, hallelujah. Uh, this is a fact, see? This is a fact that Jesus, <laughs> by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. Not going to be. Not if I can, not if I can muster enough faith for it. Hallelujah. We must understand that. You cannot have faith beyond your knowledge. The knowledge is, by his stripes, I am healed. I don't need to come for healing. I am healed. I don't even need to come for prosperity. I am prosperous. Because those are facts. While we're wasting our time using our faith on healing and prosperity, that's why other things go lacking. Because we're wasting all of our faith trying to put it on something that's already mine. That's like me going out here and getting on my knees in front of the church. Oh God! You know I got to go to Spring Valley. Oh God, if you could only give me a car. Shinga, shinga. I got keys in my pocket to the car parked in front of the church and I'm on my knees in front of the car praying, asking God to give me a car and reading scriptures, looking for a scripture where he can promise me a car. Wait a minute. You have it. It's a fact. It's sitting right there. What are you doing? Wasting your faith. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So, 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 so when that pain, when that lack tries to rise up, when that pain tries to rise up, so no, 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 no. It's a fact that I'm healed. It's a fact that I have no lack. It's a fact. Say, but, 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 that's your problem, the buts. Get the butt out the way. It's a fact. By his stripes, I am healed. He made provision for me. Uh, that, that's a statement, a statement that, uh, what's her name, Catherine Kuhlman makes. It, well, she made it in one of these messages, several messages. She said, before he went away, he made provision so that you, mm, you would not be defeated on a single score. You would not be defeated. He made 
provision for you before he left here. It's just like somebody leaving something in a will, which is exactly what he did. If somebody leaves something in a will for you, and the lawyer called you up and says, you need to come down, we're about to read the will, and your name is on the front of the, of the document as one of the, one of the recipients, What's in there belongs to me. I don't have to pray about it. I don't even have to. You see, you see, this is where this is where we get caught off. It's mine. Healing belongs to me. Provision belongs to me. The day comes. There's not enough to do what needs to be done. Well, that's not my problem. That's not my problem. It's your problem. Either you made provision or you didn't. What are you going to do? Well, what are you going to do about it? There's a need. You supply all my need according to your riches and glory. Well, there's a need. I'm not going to pray. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so healing, let's get back to healing. Healing is a fact. I had to turn to Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. Listen to this. 4.23 says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Hallelujah. Notice, he covers sickness and disease. See, we try to throw it all together. Think about it now. He said he covered all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And some folks sick all the time. But they can't, they can't put no name on it. If it ain't my finger, it's my ear. If it's not my ear, it's my eyebrow. If it's not my eyebrow, my foot hurt. You know, I mean, all the time. I'm, I got the sniffles. I got the, I got the headache. I got the this. I got, he said, all manner of sickness. Hallelujah. And healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Now turn to the ninth chapter of Matthew. Same book. Ninth chapter. He repeats it. Watch it when God repeats himself. Chapter 9, verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now notice what he said here. Before he said all manner, all manner of sickness, all manner of disease, and in this place he said every one of them. See, that's for the guy that was going to be born today who's going to say, yeah, but mine ain't covered. See, he, he, knows, he knows man. He knows what's in him. So he, has, he covers all the bases. He said all manner before. Now he said every one of them. Every. 
hallelujah. Every sickness and every disease among the people. All right? Praise God. Thank you very much for that. Now let's turn to Mark. The Gospel of Mark. Next book, chapter 6. Well, you're going to get something today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. All right, here we go. Here we go. Mark chapter 6, beginning with the first verse. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph, and of Judah and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. And they were offended at him. Remember something Jesus said, blessed are they who are not offended. You know, you don't have to get mad to be offended. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I just say I mess with you just a little bit. I'm just going to mess with you a little bit. He said, they were offended. They were offended because he was doing miracles around, all around the region. They were offended by it. Who is this guy? We know this guy. He grew up right here. What difference does that make where he grew up? What difference does that make? They were offended. You start to prospering and your brother or sister get offended because you're prospering. I don't understand that. What's, what's with that? What's with that? You got offended, therefore you can't be, be blessed. He said, blessed are they who are not offended. Conversely, not blessed are those who are offended. Mm. Okay, I just messed with you a little bit. Let me go back now. Go back, go, go back with my, my, my word here. Okay. Now, <clears throat> then in the fourth verse, Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. Notice, he laid his hand on a few sick folk and healed them. Remember, there's a difference in sickness and disease. He could not heal anybody with a disease, only those with sicknesses. What is a sickness? Like I said, headache, toe ache, you know, I got this, you know, I got this pain. Well, what is it? I don't know, but I got it. You been to the doctor? Yeah, but he don't know what it is, but I got it. Okay? It's only it's something plaguing you all the time, okay? But it's not defined. It is not a disease such as cancer or, or you know, or, or heart trouble or something like that, okay? So he could not heal any diseases. And how come? Well, he says so right here. He says in the fifth verse, and he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. 
and he marveled because of their unbelief. Unbelief stopped the healing power of God from healing diseases. He cured a headache. He could cure a, you know, a, a back spasm or something. But when it came to a disease, a primary disease, he couldn't do it because of the people's unbelief. Unbelief can stymie or stop the power of God where healing is concerned. Now, if you're in a situation and you know that healing is a fact for me, but yet and still this thing has come on me, your unbelief can stop its departure. Even though you have knowledge of the fact that I'm healed by his stripes, your unbelief can stop the departure of that disease. Mm. And But there is a cure. And what is the cure? Teaching. Notice the, the second part of that sixth verse. And he went round about the villages teaching. And he went round about the villages teaching. Remember, it started out that he was, see, I don't do this stuff for no reason. Y'all got to hang with me. You got to, see, learning is accomplished by, you know, you get layer upon layer upon layer. I started out by telling you the scriptures that talk about, he went about preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching, teaching, and healing. Here, follow this scenario. Okay, I got the attention. Follow this scenario, okay? Preaching, they woke up. Preaching, teaching, healing. 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 It's working. It's working. I get to Nazareth. I preach. I can't heal. What's going on? I got to get some more teaching in here. Can you see that? Can you see that? The answer was, I got to get more teaching in here. Got to get more teaching in here. I preached to them. I'm ready to heal them. They ain't ready for it. I got to teach them more. Then you'll be ready for the healing. I have to teach them. Healing is a fact. I have to teach them that just like prosperity, I don't want to go back through this whole scenario, but remember we talked to you about the fact that God prepared before he, you know, before he formed you in the womb and all that stuff, he prepared everything for you. He prepared your end before your beginning and all like that. And remember, so your healing your prosperity was all prepared before he created you. And he said, okay, it's here for him or for her. It's there. All they got to do is receive it. But they, gotta, they have to have knowledge of his existence. You must have knowledge of his existence. Remember the will. You must have knowledge 
of his existence. Somebody leaves you in their will. Somebody calls you. Tells you, we're reading the will of Uncle Bobo. And you in Uncle Bobo's will. He said, I want you to come down to the attorney's office on Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. Because you're in the will. See, it ain't like church. And then I got to go to bed or I'm tired or I got an appointment or I got to work. See, with church, you got all them excuses. But if they tell you Uncle, Uncle Bobo died and you in the will, you call boss, cousin, uncle, everybody you need to call because I'm going to be there at 930. Because I'm in the will. Uncle Bobo left me something. And that's just the way God looks at us when we come up with excuses. Say, yeah, if such was the case, you'd make arrangements. So anyhow, you get there and, and, and the attorney has you come in and here comes another group of people in. You don't even know half of them. They, but they're all related to Uncle Bobo. And so are you. Everybody's related to Uncle Bobo. Everybody's there for the will. So, uh, you know, the attorney opens it and starts reading the provisions of the will and, and you in the will and you need, you're going to receive $1 million and the other three people in the room, all related to Uncle Bobo, they're only going to receive $10,000 apiece. They look at you and say, I don't remember seeing you around. Did you know Uncle Bobo? He said, no, uh, I never knew the brother. I, I never knew the brother. They said, but uh, we was with Uncle Bobo. I mean, we, we went bowling with him and, uh, you know, we've been to his house and he's been to our house and Something don't seem right here. Are you going to take that million dollars? I sure am. Every dollar. I'm going to take every dollar of it. But that ain't right. You didn't know Uncle Bobo. <laughs> Uncle Bobo knew me. Brother Jesus knows me. And it's in the will. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, so somebody else, they've been on the King's Highway a mighty long time. So they get all bent out of shape when you start receiving the blessings. Say, you, 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 how long you been saved, boy? Oh, about 10 years or so. I've been on the King's Highway for 35 years. And I ain't never. Got nothing like that from God. That can't be God. Oh, yeah, it's in, my, it's in my will. Did you read the will? Maybe they didn't read the will. Healing is a fact. Prosperity is a fact. It's in the will. Oh. Now, question. As you're sitting there around the attorney's table, 
and you didn't even know Uncle Bobo, do you have to believe anything? Come on, come on, come on. I just want to know, while you're sitting around the attorney's table there, and he's reading the will, do you have to believe anything? Do you have to have faith for anything? Do you have to claim anything? Do you have to confess anything? Say, no, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's right there on the paper. Uncle Bobo left it to me. It's mine. It's mine. Say, well, you, 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 you don't even believe. <laughs> it's mine anyhow. I believe that part. <laughs> Amen. I believe that part. That's why some folk make it and some folk don't. See, because they recognize the fact. And they're not concerned about all the all of the intricacies and the and the little, you know, and dotting the I's and crossing the T's and, you know, and you got to be in here and you got to be out there and, and this and that and all that other stuff. No, uh-uh. No, when something rises up, say, whoa, 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 it's in the will. It's a fact. It's mine. So, you thought I forgot about before he formed you, he, I, I, didn't, I didn't forget. You thought I left you hanging, right? Okay, all right. So, <laughs> so, he prepared it, he provided it, this is for me, it's here, I know it now, I know it, I know this is mine, so, why would I let some person talk me out of what's mine? Any person, I don't care if they got full robe on, full regalia, standing up behind a pulpit that's blinking. Okay? <laughs> It'll make no difference. You know, I mean, he could even have one of mitre, you know, one of them tall hats, you know? You know, like the poop hat, you know? When he put that hat on, you know, everybody, you know, everybody put it on. But see, it'll make no difference. He can't talk me out of it. I know it's mine. I know it's mine. So the point that I wanted to make about that is God prepared it beforehand. beforehand. Why are you doing this to me? Why can I not just receive it? Why can I not just receive it? Because, you see, if I have it already, the deception of the enemy is to make you think you don't have it and you got to try to get it. That's the deception. <laughs> come on now. Let me come over here. The deception is to make you think you don't have it and you got to go after it. But if I know that it's mine and I have it, I'm not deceived. No, it's in the will. That's mine. 
And see, that's where most of us miss it. And God will meet you on the way. Hear me now. I said he will meet you on the way. Remember the lepers? The, the lepers came to Jesus. I think it was 10 lepers came to Jesus. These 10 lepers, they were all Jews, for our understanding. It's the best way to, to they were all Jews. It was a part of their covenant healing. Jesus didn't say, I heal you in my father's name. He said, go to the priest. And as they went, the leprosy disappeared. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. As they went, as they obeyed, as they obeyed what he said to do, the leprosy left them. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If they didn't already have healing, it couldn't have left them before they got to where they was going. He didn't give them no shot. He didn't pray over them. He didn't anoint them with oil. He just said, go. In other words, he saw these are a part of the kingdom. They have a covenant of healing. They just don't know it. So I got to say something to them that'll get them on the right path. Just go to the priest. And they start walking to the priest. Oh, we're going to get healed. Oh, we're going to get healed. Oh, we're going to get healed when we get to the priest. You know what happened on their way to the, to the, to the, to the temple, to the priest? They met Uncle Bobo. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, see, I gotta get I gotta get you prepared. I gotta get you prepared so you know what's happening. Okay. Now now look let's look at Matthew the 10th chapter. Back up to the 10th chapter of Matthew. Uh, don't miss this today now. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Now, now, now this didn't happen, but I can picture it happening. Because I've done something similar to it. I can, I, can, I can sense a Noah time coming when alarming symptoms are going to come to me. I'm going to be laying on my bed and it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like a, a heart attack or, or, you know, something like that. Like, it's, you know, you, you got, I can see myself right now. I'm going to roll off the bed laughing. I'm going to fall right on the floor laughing. I see it coming. It's coming. I mean, it's going to be like, it's going to feel like a heart attack. Like, like you about to, he's going to take you out of here. But see, I know the fact. I know the fact. So I'm going to start laughing. And I know, I know I'm going to get so crazy. You know I get crazy. I'm going to get so crazy laughing, I'm going to roll right on the floor. Kaplop. 
right on the floor laughing because I know the fact. I know the fact. Oh, God. If I could just get you to see that. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Matthew chapter uh, 10, uh, verse 7. Verse 7. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Say what? As you go, preach. Now he's talking to his disciples, his apostles to be. But they're disciples right now. He said, as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Freely you have received what? The ability to heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received this. Freely this ability has come on you. Not of your own choosing. Not by your own power, but it has come on you. And it's come on you freely, so you give it freely. What are you saying to me, Jesus? I'm saying that the same healing power that is resident in you as a result of being a part of the family can be transmitted to others. Oh, wait a minute. What others? Others who are not inside the body, who have not had that transferred to them yet. It's not a fact with them. That's why I say healing is for the world. It's for the international ministry. It's for those who are not saved. There was an evangelist by the name of John G. Lake. And John G. Lake, uh, God sent him to South Africa. And... Uh, his ministry was, was getting ready to be established there and there was a plague in South Africa. And this, with this plague that was going around, people were dying. They were just falling over death. It was like the Black Death. It was like the plague that was in Europe uh, back some couple of hundred years ago. And this is what was happening. So uh, they, people were so afraid, they, couldn't, they wouldn't even bury the dead. Because they did not know how this thing was transmitted from one person to the other. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Remember what I just said. Teaching is, I'm laying up, lay this here, and then I'm going to pile on top of that. Remember what I said. It's in you. It was provided for you. It's in you. So when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Because what's in you freely will come out freely. Okay? So, John Lake... He got there, and people were afraid to bury the dead, the people that had died from this from this plague. So John Lake, uh, he went and picked up a shovel and started digging a grave and started putting putting some of the dead people in the grave to help out. And the, and the doctor saw him and said, man, are you crazy? Do you know what you're doing? Do you realize that you can catch this thing? And if you catch this thing, you will die also? He said, no, I can't catch nothing. He said, I can't catch a thing. So what do you mean you can't catch a thing? People are dying by the thousands. And we don't know if it's transmitted by their touch 
or by their breath or by their fluids. We don't know how this thing is transmitted. All we know that is people are dying everywhere and they're afraid to mess with the dead because some of them who have buried the dead in the past have contracted the disease and they've died also. John Lake said he can't get me. He said, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He said, if that germ gets on you, you will die. He says, no, if that germ gets on me, it will die. Say what? What you talking about? He said, if that germ touches me, it will die. So they said, let's do an experiment. They went and got some of the foam that was coming out of the mouth of some of these dead people, and they put it on a on a slide, on a test tube slide. Okay? And they brought it and they put it in Dr. Lake's hand. And they, they looked at it through a powerful microscope and they saw the cells of that disease dying in his hand. Dying in his hand. Just what he said. Why? Because he had knowledge of it. Just what he said would happen, happened. Why? Because he knew he was in Uncle Bobo's will. And he knew that as a part of the salvation package, healing, divine health was on the inside of him, and he transmitted it to others. They couldn't transmit anything to him. So, having that fact, when you lay hands on the sick, say some of what's in me is going to come out and get on you, and you're going to be healed. But now think for a moment. If you're already born again, if you're already a child of God, if you're already in the family, you have resident in you divine health. So that if sickness or disease touches you, it's supposed to die. Mm. Say, so yeah, but, 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 but Bishop, you understand. He got arthritis. He's got the, uh, 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 what's that thing where you need the sugar, uh, diabetes, and this one's got heart trouble, and, and that one has uh, this disease and that disease and this ailment and the other. It's because they don't have knowledge of what's on the inside of them. See, because the scripture declares that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You say, well, what does that mean? That means that the law that operates on the inside of me is more powerful than the law of sin and death, which brings sickness and disease from the outside. So therefore, the law on the inside of me is more powerful than the law that's on the outside, and the law that's on the outside coming in contact with the law that's on the inside is got to die. I want you to stay with me today because this, this is for you personally. Amen. I, I just want you to hang with me a little bit. I, you know, I don't care. It makes me no difference. I'm going to preach this thing to two or to 2,000 or to 2 million. That's the revelation that the Lord has, has thrust upon me. It doesn't make a difference. You don't look at 
remember, you just say what I tell you to say. It doesn't make a difference who's there and who's not there. You say what I tell you to say, and my words will not return to me void. They will accomplish that which I please. They will go out from that place just like the word of God that came from heaven that was manifested in flesh and began to affect the entire world. You just keep speaking that word, and it's going to have an effect that you know not of. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I'm going to learn how to close my eyes and preach. Make me a difference who's sitting out there or who's not. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, so, oh boy, my time. All right, all right. Let me hurry up. Let me hurry up because I got to get this other part in. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, we see the manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. The manifestations or the gifts of the Spirit. That's how they are. That's how they are broken down in the in the twelfth chapter of First Corinthians. This healing thing is so important. Notice we started out by saying Jesus went about preaching, teaching, and healing. 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 That's what we have to be about. That's what's been freely given to us. But we have not been utilizing what's on the inside of us. You remember the scripture that says that it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. Let me say that again. The scripture declares it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. Most people in the body of Christ got saved when God did something good for them. Hey, ain't no need to lie, and you know it. You was down on your last dime. You was down sick. You was down about to go to jail. You was down about to about to lose everything. You was down about to kill somebody like me. You was down at the bottom of the barrel, and the goodness of God. He said, "I can help you. I can help you." He said, "Yea, Lord." I tried everybody else. Yay, Lord. Help me. I'll come on in. It's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. So as, as you go forth and freely give this healing power that's resident in you to the unsaved, it'll cause them to want to come in to the kingdom. That's why I said it's so important that the international ministry, that's why I have to put the importance on the healing. Because the healing is what's going to catch people's attention. It's the healing that's going to cause people to say, what is this thing that's going on? It is the healing that's going to cause people to want to get in. I've got to emphasize the healing more for the international phase of the ministry. Hallelujah. Woo. So now in 1 Corinthians 12, in the 7th verse. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now, what I want you to notice is that gifts of healings is right in the center of that. It is so vitally important, not only did Jesus go about preaching, teaching, and healing, he put it in the manifestations or the gifts of the Spirit also. Healing is part and parcel of the gospel, and it is necessary. 
it is so necessary that he put it in the manifestations of the spirit also. That we need to not only know it, have knowledge of it, but we need to freely give it. Say, what if it doesn't work? What if it does work? Well, I laid, I laid hands on, on Sister Sarah and nothing happened. So what? Do it again. See, with knowledge, you go out with a new fervor. With knowledge, you can go out with new power. With knowledge, you can go out with a faith that you didn't have before. See, because now you have faith to believe that it's in me and it'll freely go out of me. But you got to be bold about it. You got to be bold about it. You got to tell them, God will heal you because I'm anointed. I'm anointed, God will heal you. Well, you don't look anointed. <laughs> I didn't tell you I look like I'm anointed, so God will heal you. I said, I'm anointed, and God will heal you. Now, you want to be healed? That's all right. I'll go to the doctor. Next. Move on. Step off. That's what Jesus did. He just stepped off. You, didn't want, you don't want it? No problem. Next. Amen. I don't believe in that. Next. Healing is not for today. Next. Amen. I never saw Uncle Bobo's will. Next. And that could be mama. Could be grandmama. Could be uncle. Cousin. Somebody probably tried to tell Uncle Bobo. Hallelujah. All right, now watch this. Watch this now. Turn to Psalm 105. I must hurry. Psalm 105. Hallelujah. See, now, now, now let me, let me, why are you turning? Let me tell you this. See, because everybody doesn't understand what's going on. I'm giving a message, and uh, it's a necessary message, and I believe it's a message that the Lord gave me to give you. But do you realize what's happening? I don't just tell you to do something, and then I don't do it. See, see, he let me know about the international ministry, so I'm making the adjustments, and faith cometh by hearing. So I'm hearing what I'm saying, preparing myself to go out there and do what I have to do. So I'm, I'm schooling me in faith too. I'm not just giving you something. I'm giving it to me because I know I got to go out there. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, Psalm 105 verse 37. Now, this is, he's talking about the children of Israel. Now, watch this now. This is so, I mean, it's like, 
How did we miss this? Listen. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. Is he talking about the children of Israel when he brought them out of Egypt, brought them out of slavery, and for us, brought us out of being unsaved into the saved state. Remember the word declares that these things were written for in samples or examples for us. Okay, so now watch this. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. He didn't just bring them out naked, poor, deprived. He brought them out also with silver and gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. What? Here again, scripture declaring what I said to you. Healing is a fact. Provision is a fact. That's how God operates. He makes provision and he provides divine health. Part of the package. And when you know it, you begin to resist some stuff. I said when you know it, you begin to resist some stuff. When you know it, you, be, you begin to say, no, that's not mine. That's not in the will. Y'all wake up now. That's not in Uncle Bobo's will. Cancer is not in the will. Arthritis is not in the will. I read the will from cover to cover. It's not in the will. Heart disease is not in the will. Lack is not in the will. Oh, oh, oh. oh. And I just love this. He didn't say, he brought them forth also with riches. He said, no, silver and gold, silver and gold, something we could understand even 2,000 years later. I understand some gold. I understand some silver, and some diamonds and rubies and, you know, and all that kind. Of, I understand that. There's no doubt about it. So all these folk that want to talk against prosperity and whatnot, they're going to have to deal with this scripture. Same thing he said about Shakabo Hukanini, Keshola Makabrogant, Efrefuta Mashabrageso, Rufini Mashalabakanane, Ne Sukurumasiki, Iselabokumba Shalakaya. That's why Abraham is called the father of faith. He's the father of the faithful, and the word declares that God hath made him very rich in silver and gold and cattle, in men servants and in maid servants. No doubt about it. You got to deal with those scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark 16 says, And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Matthew 18, 17 says, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sin. Himself took. Himself took. He took. 
He took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. He bare them. James 5.14 says, is there any sick among you? We often read that incorrectly. He's hunting for somebody who's sick because everybody well. See, you read it just the other way. You read it just the other way. Hey, come the sick. No, 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 no. Is there any sick, any sick out there? Got 5,000 people in here. Ain't nobody sick. He hunting for somebody. Boy, knowledge changes things. See, you see, revelation gives you a different sight. You see, you see differently. See, you've been seeing the way the enemy wanted you to see. He, he the enemy wants you to see. If somebody said, Is there any sick among you? Ain't but two people left sitting in the pew. Everybody else is up for hands to be laid on them because they're sick. All right. Y'all laughing my time away. Let's go. <laughs> In a study of the healing evangelists of old, we found some very interesting facts. And, and here, here, here's, here's one of them. Uh, Alexander Dowie. You remember him? Yeah, some of you remember him if you've done anything with uh, uh, studying anything about these, these guys from before who had powerful healing ministries. Powerful healing ministries. Alexander Dowie, I believe he had a stroke and he was wheelchair bound at the end. But he had a powerful healing ministry. I mean, people would get healed. Sometimes people would, would just send him a telegram and he just, he just answered the telegram and say, I'm going to pray at such and such a time and they're going to be healed. And they were healed. Just like that. I mean, people at his meetings, I mean, just fall out, fall out with polio and stand up straight as a board. Okay? But yet and still, he, in his final days, stroke in a wheelchair. I, I understand that. I understand that. Catherine Kuhlman, someone who's more contemporary to us, she died of heart trouble and severe arthritis. And this is the woman that, the woman who believed in miracles. I mean, people get here. You see what Benny Hinn is doing today? That's only a, only a, a, a small measure of what used to happen in her meetings. I mean, a small measure of it. I mean, folk who wasn't even in the meeting. She just walked through the halls of the hotel. People fall out from the power that was emanating from her and some of them be healed okay so like I said brother Ben he only has a small part a small part of that anointing that was on her yet still she died of heart trouble I understand that then then, then you have another one Amy Simple McPherson my God the power the woman built Angela's temple in the height of the depression. 
ain't no money. Built the biggest church in the, in, in, the, in the United States at that time, right in the height of the Depression. People get healed left and right. I mean, I mean, it was so bad they would bring ambulance, ambulances to her house. Say, please just lay your hands on this person. And she lay hands on them. People get, get healed. I mean, just, just get healed. She contracted a disease in, in Mexico. Uh, I believe it was New Mexico. It may have been Mexico proper, but I believe it was New Mexico. And she was on medication for the rest of her life. As a matter of fact, that's what killed her. She was taking that medication and she took some other medication with it and it caused an overdose and she died. But more disease. I understand that. Then you got another man, powerful ministry of healing. Reverend A.A. Allen, somebody else was more contemporary. He died of liver disease. What's going on here? What's going on here? Something, something is wrong with that. It's the knowledge of what's in you. See, as long as you, see, you can have faith for others to be healed, but if you don't have faith for yourself, God will let you go. God will let you go. If you're going to get it, you're going to get it by faith. You're going to get it by believing that yes, this is mine. Yes, this is a part of the will. It's crazy, but it's true. So you can't look at people. That's why you gotta, you have to get yourself into the place, me included, where I measure myself by Jesus and Jesus only. Don't look at other ministries. Don't look at other preachers. Don't look at what they're doing or what they're not doing, what they have or what they don't have. Measure yourself against Jesus and Jesus only. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.